This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello and welcome to the program. I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, John Carlson and David Mader will join us with a fresh, up-to-the-minute look at real estate in Metro Vancouver and lots more on the 1% Realty Story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. A note to travelers here from U.S. Customs and Border Protection this weekend, as many of us head south for Mariners games or just taking a long weekend away, to do a little homework and, one, have all the needed proper documents in order two to plan ahead to keep those wait times to a minimum enhanced driver's license or trusted travelers cards like nexus are still the best way to ensure your wait in a lineup will be the shortest if you require extra papers like visa waivers the trick is not to wait until your travel day to get them organized you can do a lot of that paperwork up to a week before your trip Besides the obvious, know the contents of your car and be prepared to declare all items, the American customs people are also suggesting traveling at off-peak hours like early mornings or later evenings as a good time to avoid long waits. Finally, they also remind us that fruits, meats, dairy and poultry product, along with guns and cannabis, are still very much prohibited products and will be seized if you try to sneak them in. You will also be in trouble for trying. Oh, and have a nice stay in the USA. Here's a new twist. A Los Angeles judge has ruled that California law requires coffee companies to carry a cancer warning label. A Superior Court judge said Wednesday that Starbucks and other coffee companies failed to show the three from a chemical compound produced in the coffee roasting process was insignificant. A nonprofit group had sued the coffee roasters, distributors, and retailers under a California law that requires warnings on a wide range of chemicals that can cause cancer. One is acrylamide, a carcinogen present in coffee. The coffee industry had said the chemical was present at harmless levels and should be exempt from the law because it results naturally from the cooking process to make beans flavorful. Proposed California judicial decisions can be reversed, but it's rare. Also, while we're on the subject of coffee... The city of Vancouver is on track to ban disposable coffee cups as part of its single-use item reduction strategy. Also on the list, plastic and paper bags and plastic straws. Foam cups and containers are also under consideration. Apparently, every week, 2.6 million disposable coffee cups and 2 million plastic bags are thrown into the garbage in Vancouver, and it costs about 2.5 million bucks to clean them all up every year. The city is actively looking for input from Vancouverites, and there are a number of ways you can have your say about this, including an open house on April 10th, small business meetings are also being organized, or you can go online and comment. The process is open until April 13th, with a final report expected to be presented in mid-May. Another shocking security breach this week as shares of Under Armour dropped 
almost 4% after the activewear company informed users of its online fitness and nutrition website their data had been compromised. Under Armour announced on Thursday the breach affected an estimated 150 million users of its food and nutrition application MyFitnessPal. The affected information may include usernames, email addresses, and hashed passwords. Payment information, which Under Armour collects and processes separately, has not been affected by the breach, and Under Armour does not collect government identifiers like social security numbers and driver's license numbers. Now, Under Armour first became aware of a potential breach just days ago on March 25th when the company discovered an unauthorized party had accessed MyFitnessPal user data in February. So since the notification, Under Armour has uh, attempting now to notify all those users, all 150 million of them, and is now working with data security firms and, of course, law enforcement to assist in its investigation. And Tesla announced a recall this week involving over 120,000 Model S vehicles built before April 2016 because power steering bolts may experience corrosion, especially in colder climates where a lot of salt is used on the roads. This is a big deal for Tesla since it's such a small, young company, but the issue is fairly common in the automotive industry, and this recall is actually quite small by industry standards. Now, no accidents or injuries have been reported, so this is a preemptive recall. Dealers will replace the power steering bolts for free, and affected Model S owners will be notified by mail when parts are available in their area. Now, those are some of the consumer stories we're following this week. We'll have a look at a few more later on. Producer Ben Dooley has some thoughts on Dooley Noted as well. Stay with us. Up next, John Carlson and David Mater, and lots more on the 1% Realty Story on this last day of March. This is Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox on Vancouver Consumer here on 980 CKNW. Joined in studio by John Carlson, Personal Real Estate Corporation, and David Mater, Personal Real Estate Corporation, the pros from 1% Realty back in studio on the last day of March. Welcome back, guys. Hi, Sterling. Hey, Sterling. Good to see you both. Uh, David, let's start with you. It's the last day of March. It's the, and you have told us, you and John have told us many, many times that in the real estate business, spring is the busiest season of the year, bar none. So we're on the cusp of spring. We're actually there by just a few days. April starts tomorrow. How are we shaping up for spring 2018? Well, every year uh, we do see a cycle. Uh, springtime tends to be the busiest time of year, and that I think is going to hold true this year. Definitely, we're starting to see the market really pick up. Uh, we're seeing lots of sales out there, lots of new listings coming on the market. Um, John and I already this year have sold lots of properties. Um, of course, we work uh, a lot in the Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows and Tri-Cities Market and Langley and Mission, that kind of thing. And we're really starting to see those areas uh, wake up. Uh, I think, you know, folks out there realize they've got uh, uh, a commodity that a lot of folks want. It's affordable. Uh, a lot of amenities are out there. You know, you don't have to necessarily travel all the way into Vancouver or White Rock anymore. Um, so uh, I think that uh, the market's really uh, doing what it does in springtime. And uh, certainly we're starting to take a lot of listings. And the thing is, is we've actually sold uh, most of the listings that we currently have. So if anybody's out there and they're thinking about listing, please give us a call. 
So, John, is, uh, are you anticipating, and you've got that smile on your face, that ready-to-go-to-work look on your face, so you're anticipating as busy a spring this year as any other preceding spring. Well, that's what I'm expecting, and I think the smile on my face might have to do with looking out the window and just seeing the awesome weather we're having this weekend. That's and the, true, yeah. The Easter weekend, I'm just I'm thrilled. But, yeah, Dave and I are, are noticing the market's waking up. Spring has sprung, and that's what happens. So we're getting, a, we're getting calls from people asking us to do evaluations. Uh, we're getting calls from other agents saying, hey, do you have uh, any listings coming up in this category or that category? And it, it is an exciting time. I know there's a lot of people out there getting ready to sell. And the reason we're on the radio today with you is to let people know that if they are considering selling anywhere in Greater Vancouver or the Fraser Valley, they have some options. And some of those options I'm not sure they're aware of. So we want to explain how we work, how we provide full service at a fraction of the cost of what some of the other companies might offer, mm-hmm. and uh, how we go about getting uh, great results for our clients. So uh, in terms of the model and the reasons why people should pay a little more attention to the 1% realty story, let's dive right into the nuts and bolts of it, Dave, and talk about the difference in the in the commission structure and why, for example, you, uh, as the one of the partners in this operation have uh, John's worked for other real estate companies. You came into the business and signed on with 1% right from the get-go after having a look around the scene, talking to people at other brokerages, and you made the decision, the business decision from day one to go the 1% route. So from an agent point of view, why? Um, it, it, it makes a little more sense from a, uh, from a consumer point of view because there are lower numbers and more money in your pocket. How about your end of the deal? Well, uh, and it's a good question. Um, when I first got my real estate license way back in 2005, I sat down with uh, managing brokers from all sorts of different companies, um, you know, the big name brokerages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I sat down with Ian Bailey at 1% Realty. And um, after chatting with him, and, you know, I, I was aware of 1% Realty uh, just in, in the local market where I live. Um, and I thought to myself after sitting down with Ian, you know, this really is a great fit for me personally. But, you know, the reason it's a good fit for me personally, I think, is because it's a good fit for everybody. Um, You know, anybody... Anybody who cares about value, um, about getting uh, results, but not at the expense um, of, um, uh, or savings, not at the expense of results, you know, uh, this is really uh, a company that is for everybody who's looking to sell the property, but doesn't want to sacrifice what they need. Um, What we do at 1% Realty, we provide all the same things, all the same services. So, you know, full MLS, realtor.ca, professional photography, all contract negotiation, all documentation. We walk people uh, right from the time we uh, list their property and evaluate it through marketing it to getting an accepted offering, subjects off, if any subjects, get the deposit put down and send everything off to your lawyer, notary for closing. The, the, The difference just is that we tend to charge less than what many of our competitors charge. There's no set commission rates out there. You can't set rates. But um, our rates tend to be substantially less than what you might pay at many of the brokerages. Right. And you know, to piggyback on that, it's it's interesting because oftentimes, Sterling, we get calls from people and they want to know what the business model is and how does this work and can I really save money if I'm selling 
my house. And, right. And it, just, just since we met last week, there's been a common thread. I've met with three or four different potential sellers who have called up. And it's really interesting because uh, if I can kind of distill it, we, you know, uh, people I'm talking to right now are looking at making lateral moves. Their house might be worth, say, 900, 950, or in one case, uh, a condo at maybe four or 450. Right. And people are thinking of maybe leaving the area, going a little bit further east, but they're looking at making lateral moves. And when we start to talk about, you know, how that really looks on paper, uh, you know, a lot of times sellers are saying, hey, you know, I've got a mortgage penalty that I have to get out of if I want to sell it, I'm not buying again. Right. Uh, I've got a transfer tax if I am buying again. And that's, these are some big numbers. And people are realizing that if you sell for nine or 950, you know, you're probably going to net you know, the cost might be $30,000 or more, even working with Dave and I. And so what we can do is, what Dave and I really offer is we can't do anything about what property transfer taxes is or mortgage penalties. There are expenses to buying and selling, but what we can do is we can give you a much better option than most of our competition when it comes to the commission that the seller pays. Because typically on MLS, the seller pays a commission to their agent and the buyer's agent. And what Dave and I do, our specialty is to provide top-level service, top expertise, but a commission rate that's significantly less than most of our competition. So in that way, we're really happy to help our sellers. They're happy they get the job done, but they need that extra money in their pocket because let's face it, real estate is not an inexpensive proposition right now. So really that's what Dave and I are helping people do. Well, you know, and we've mentioned this before, both of you, that uh, the money that is saved by uh, having 1% realty uh, represent you in the, the, and navigate the maze of getting a house sold or bought or both. Uh, The money, that you save can be awfully darn useful, uh, Dave, because, well, moving is always more expensive than we ever anticipated. Oh, my gosh, there's, oh, my gosh, I have to pay for this, and oh, I forgot about that. And if you uh, actually uh, end up with a few extra thousand dollars of savings on commissions, that's going to make that uh, move and those unexpected expenses a lot more bearable. It can actually make a world of difference. I mean, <clears throat> just just to fill people in on exactly how our commission structure works, um, anything that sells under $700,000, we have a, a flat fee of seventy nine fifty. Anything over 700000 is 1% of the sale price plus $950. So to put that into perspective for folks, you know, a $600,000 property, our commission might be seventy nine fifty. There's about $19,000, $20,000, so it's about eleven or $12,000 savings. Sure. Substantial, right? Mm-hmm. Million-dollar price range, that same uh, commission difference might be closer or nineteen or twenty thousand dollars. So really, uh, it, it can make a big difference for some. I have a, I have a good story. Um, this is for a property that I sold last year. Um, you know, this property was listed by a different brokerage uh, for a number of months, and um, I wasn't involved in that. Uh, but the listing had expired. Okay. And I had clients at that time who wanted to write an offer in that property, and we wrote. Um, and it didn't come together. And um, after the listing expired, my clients approached the sellers directly, and it turned out the reason why our offer didn't come together, the sellers didn't take it, was because the amount of commission that that seller was obligated to pay to that other brokerage um, was the difference in uh, the seller actually accepting our offer. Um, and so what we were able to do, well, because the listing had expired, right. um, I, I asked the sellers if they'd be interested in putting a deal together with us. So I went ahead and I listed the property myself. And instead of paying in that price range about a $20,000 commission, there was about a $7,000 commission payable. That was a $13,000 difference. And in fact, that made the difference in actually getting this property sold. The seller walked away with exactly what they wanted in their pocket. The buyers were happy with 
Why? Because there was $13,000 less that had to come out of the seller's equity. That's just one story, but the reality is is that so many of our clients have exactly the same experience uh, day after day, time after time. Interesting stuff. And John, buyers aren't as tuned into the whole commission reality as sellers are because it's not their issue at all, isn't it? No, and that's a great point, Sterling, because as Dave was explaining some of these situations that him and I are so familiar with, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, do you know what this really boils down to? Listeners out there, buyers want the best property they can get that they can afford that suits their needs. No they question. don't consider commission. And that's why pricing is important. You go on the market and you price you know, appropriately uh, depending on your situation as a seller and what you have to offer the market. But the commission structure really doesn't come into play from the buyer's point of view. And again, you mentioned that I worked at some of these other companies for about 14 years, and I know all about the 7% of the first 102 and a half of the balance business model. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with an agent charging that kind of money. All I'm saying is, sellers, you do have uh, a choice. And keep in mind, just ask yourself this. If you know anybody that's thinking, go to our website, savewithjohnanddave.com. There's all kinds of information there. But if you're thinking of selling this spring, or maybe you've got a family member, a friend thinking of selling this spring, just take a thought of maybe what your neighbors have done and how quick those homes have sold and, and, and ask yourself, as a seller, do I really need to offer a very large commission to entice other buyers to come and take a look at my property? Dave and I would suggest you don't. There's nothing wrong with paying a real estate agent. A good agent is worth his or her money. Sure. Uh, but where do you draw the line? You know, and so think about that. That's where Dave and I really come in once again is we want to do the full service and we want to save you some money and we're here to show you how it's done. And I'm quoting now from the website savewithjohnanddave.com. Yes, we are, quote, regular real estate agents in every sense of the word we simply charge less that's it end of story not very complicated david when you when you boil it down to that but it's just about simply two different business models two different approaches to servicing clients sure it is you know we put that on the website because so often uh when john and i get called out um, people say, you know, I was going to maybe go, I was thinking about going with one of the, uh, the, the regular realtors, but then I called you. And mm. I think we laugh, <laughs> would, right. we laugh when we hear the that. The implication <laughs> being you're some kind of irregular <laughs> yeah, person, Dave. Yeah, this, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And, 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 I mean, the reality is that, um, you know, we tell them, look, we, we're regular agents. We do all the same types of things. It's just in how much we charge. And that's it. You know, Instead of selling just a handful of properties a year, just a few properties a year, which is maybe what the average realtor might sell. John and I, we sell a lot of properties. And it's kind of really what the 1% realty business model is predicated on. Rather than uh, realtors going out there and beating down doors and trying to dig up and scrounge for business, we're able to get a lot of business because people love the value. And instead of us spending time and money trying to trying to solicit business people come to us we get those properties sold we do just fine and our clients save money and i think you know that's the same uh, type of business model that a lot of huge real retailers use around the world right uh, volume sales selling at a, a little bit less of a margin but volume sales and that's exactly what people are getting with us we're not we're not like the generic box of cereal we're the name brand cereal we're just charging a little bit less and selling more and isn't it isn't it interesting john that that kind Kind of model that we're so familiar with big volume uh, sales uh, operations that we patronize and frequent as often as we can because we know we're going to save money yes that we find it difficult in many cases to transfer that model thinking 
into a real estate context? Well, I think the average consumer can easily measure the box of cereal they buy at uh, you know one of these big box stores and tell it's the same darn cereal that they would have bought at one of the other stores. So it's quite easy to, uh, I think, as a consumer, recognize the value. But in real estate, a lot of people don't really understand what goes into into the into a good agent selling a property. So uh, you know, I can understand that. All I'll let people know is we can show you how we do a great job and save you money. Lots more with John Carlson and David Mater from One Percent Realty after the news. And welcome back. Sterling Fox in studio with John Carlson and David Bader from 1% Realty. Uh, as is Easter weekend, it's the beginning of uh, spring and the busiest time of year for people in the real estate business, John. Yes. You were talking about the business model before we took the break and how uh, with uh, with the reduced commission rate, yes. there is an instance uh, and, and how we can, we can approach this uh, saving money at a big box store. In fact, we line up for the privilege of doing so. But when it comes time to saving big money on a real estate transaction, yes. suddenly we have some kind of mental block about doing business with a company we know can save us significant dollars. It's time to start a rethink here. That was very well put. Thank you. And, and that's exactly the reason we're here is to let people know that they do have a choice. Nothing against how other realtors do their business and, and that sort of business model. But, you know, I agree uh, that people are waking up, I think, more and more and more. I've been at 1% Realty now since 2010 and done several hundred transactions under the company and saved clients, you know, tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars in commission over that time. But there still is a little bit of a concern in people's minds, and I know this because they call me out and they want to talk about it, oh, yeah. uh, where how can you do this? How can you, uh, you know, in some cases, charge less than half of what some of these other big companies charge? And, and I understand that as consumers, we want value, but we don't want to sacrifice. I mean, let's, let's face it. In real estate, if, if Dave and I charged less commission, but we were not effective agents, we'd cost you money. It wouldn't be worth it. Right. I mean, why work with a poor agent or someone who's not going to do the right job? That could be worse than paying a higher commission to a better agent. But thankfully, Dave and I are two of the top agents in Greater Vancouver. We're in the President's Club, top 1%. We're extremely, uh, you know, we've got a lot of experience under our belt. So, and let you're me- busy, you're active, therefore, uh, boots on the ground every day. And that kind of connection to the marketplace on a daily basis yeah. is also vital. It, it does. And I feel sharp on the business all the time because we're working hard. But the thing I'll put to people, and think of this yourself and tell me if you think it's true. A real estate commission might be $30,000 in any given in a, in a certain price range, mm-hmm. and that house may sell relatively quickly. Are you telling me that a realtor can't do a good job and save you money at those kind of rates? I'm telling you that we can, and we can show you a track record of success. We have all kinds of testimonials. So go to our website and then maybe give us a call. There's a button there you can click for an evaluation. I was just about to, I'm looking at uh, the, the homepage of savewithjohnanddave.com uh, and right here on the top of the homepage, the green button, request free market evaluation, Dave. Now, John was talking earlier about spring and how things get busy in the spring and how a lot of people who've been sort of contemplating, well, maybe it's time, uh, have decided it is time. And if you were maybe thinking about this back before Christmas in the fall real estate season, Dave, and in fact, you had someone come in and do a an evaluation, give you uh, an appraisal on your home. Is that figure from, say, before Christmas, uh, is that a valid number as we hit April 2018? Mm -hmm. Probably not. 
um, the reality is that the market has been such that you really need to get recent numbers. Um, you know, I was, um, I have a client that was looking for a condo in, in a particular building. This is out in Maple Ridge. And uh, just, it's a pretty good story, actually. This property uh, that they had their eye on, well, it had actually sold in November of 2017, I think, for two seventy five, two hundred seventy five thousand, just a little condo. Okay. And uh, it went on the market. Um, we wrote an offer on it. We didn't get it. It went in multiples sold again in January for uh, 315 the exact same unit uh, the sellers the people who bought it in no- November decided they wanted to sell it and so it sold for 30 grand more two months down the road oh my uh, uh-huh well two months later there was another unit almost identical to that listed in the building uh, and I believe that one went for about 360 365 I mean we're talking like a $90,000 difference jump in just the span of uh, you know three months three four months in that same building the reality is is that if anybody's out there thinking about selling they need to have the most recent update uh, most recent numbers available which is where um, agents like uh, us come in so what we do is we pull the most recent comparables the reality is that um, good agent knows not just uh, what the recent comparables are, but they kind of have their 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 uh, finger on the pulse of the market. They understand how busy that segment is, whether or not you can push the envelope, whether you not, whether or not you need to just pull back a little bit, um, so that you don't overshoot the market. So that's where agents who do a lot of business come in, uh, like uh, like John and I. Well, let's talk about that, John, because and you alluded to this earlier in terms of the strategy of selling a home. There's a lot more involved than meets the eye. I keep using the phrase navigate the maze because to a civilian, a non-real estate kind of person like myself, I've only been through a buying and selling process personally a couple of times, and believe me, it's still a maze to me. All the details are nuts. It just goes on forever. Yes, you need to know what you're doing, and I think to come up with a proper strategy, you need to know what your own objectives are, but you really need to know the landscape that you're operating Mm -hmm. in, and that's where the market conditions come in. And I, I know that people are a little bit confused out there. They're reading you know, sometimes you'll read a national t- statistic that says the market's down, and then you'll read a local statistic that says the market's up. And right, right. Sometimes people don't really know what to make of it. So that's, again, where a good agent, Dave and I can do this for you. We come in and we sit down and we explain the segment of the market you're in, what's happening, what the ratios are in terms of buyers and sellers, what the average time on the market is, what your current competition is, and what similar homes have, have, have sold for recently. And then strategy is a big part of it. Sometimes people, and this has been very successful, want to list on the sharp end and then maybe hold an open house and hold offers off until after that open house in an attempt to get more than one buyer. And that's always a good thing for a seller. Right, okay. Other people would rather price it to the high end of the market and see what happens. So again, yes, you're absolutely right, Sterling. Strategy is part of it. But in order to come up with a good strategy, you need to know the landscape you're operating in. And good agents like Dave and I, we're one click away. Go to our website, give us a phone call. We can come out and explain these things to you. Right. And and in terms of that strategy and, and defining the strategy, it's not a cookie cutter operation, is it, Dave? Each each situation is unique. And and sometimes the the, the person with the uh, property for sale has an idea as to what he or she wants to do uh, with the sale process. And they find out from pros like yourselves that, well, maybe if we refine things and tweak this and that a little bit, it might go even more smoothly for you. Sure. That's, that's true. Um, you know, with with uh, the Metro Vancouver market right now, there's a lot of differences in the 
types of properties and the markets and the types of properties. Absolutely. So instance, condos, townhomes, of course, the story has been they're selling really, really, really well. Uh, houses, more of a balanced market. You don't necessarily want to use the same strategy to market one uh, as you do the other, right? Because if you list really optimistically for a condo, hey, maybe you'll get even more than you, you were bargaining for. You do that same thing for a house, you might just end up sitting on the market for a while. The reality is that you need to tailor your strategy to match the property in the market in the segment that you're in. Um, that's why it is important to use uh, agents who are constantly out there showing properties, selling properties, uh, because we're able to tell you, you know, what we think the best strategy for you is. And like you say, right, a lot of folks out there, you know, if you're just a civilian, uh, you know, you're selling uh, maybe a few properties in your entire lifetime. Uh, you don't necessarily have all the tools at your fingertips. Um, that's kind of where we come in. We can help you with that process. Well, and it is a complex process, John. And if at the end of the day, going through all of that complexity, you can end up pocketing a significant amount more than perhaps you had originally thought you could, so much the better. Absolutely. And you know, it doesn't have to be a complicated process. I find sometimes people go to my website, Save with John and Dave. They have a read of what we have to say there. They call us. We explain everything to them. They go and work with us. They sell relatively quickly. They save a lot of money. That's not complicated. Let Dave and I handle the details, a lot of the complications. Let us explain them to you. But really, this is not rocket science. This is about positioning. It's about marketing. It's about negotiation. And good agents will help in that regard. And I'm going to suggest that Dave and I are probably your best option because not only are we two of the top agents in town with uh, among the most experienced agents out there, but yes, we're going to save you a lot of money compared to what some of the other guys uh, are quoting you in terms of commission rates. And you talked about this a little bit earlier. And of course, this program is Vancouver Consumer. And I'd like to talk a little bit about consumer confusion that you alluded to earlier, John, because you pick up the newspaper, you turn on the business channel, mm-hmm. and you know there's conflicting information. There's a blizzard of information out there every day, and sometimes you just don't know what to make of it. For example, housing sales in Calgary may be down this week and up in Montreal. And what's one to make of that relative to Vancouver? I would suggest not much, each market being rather different. Right. Dave and I are specialists in the greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley markets. Nowhere else. So when I read statistics nationwide, I don't pay too much attention. Uh, Not that there aren't you know, uh, the things that affect the whole market, a financing rule change. And, and interest rate the whole increases, country. of course. Yeah, but we're, Dave and I are focused. Maybe I'll explain this because we've had a couple of calls lately where people have said, you know, I live in East Vancouver. Do you work there? I'm, I'm not sure that that's an area where you guys would be happy. I, we had an email just late last night from a lady in, in uh, Chilliwack who suggested that maybe she didn't know any agents out in that area. Um, now, Dave and I, we focus Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, uh, Mission, Tri-Cities, Coquitlam Port, Coquitlam Port, Moody. We're in Burnaby. We're in Langley. And we can go to all of these areas. Sure. Sometimes what we do is we bring on a partner at our company because there are a lot of other good agents at 1% Realty. Uh, so again, just to get to it, if you're a little bit confused and you want to know what's going on, go to savewithjohnanddave.com or give us a call. Sterling, you'll give out the number in a minute, but we can definitely help you navigate these and we can bring in other people in the company and make sure that you're getting represented to the best of the ability uh, and, and saving money. Uh, and the number, by the way, is 604-265-8280. Again, that's 604-265-8280. And just to follow up on that, John, because you've used a few examples uh, in the months that we've been talking on the radio about 1% Realty and your colleagues across the province. For example, Dave, I remember you had a sale somewhere in the Fraser Valley, and the uh, the person who sold, the, your client who sold the house, wanted to move to Vancouver Island. So you connected that person with a 1% Realtor 
colleague on the island, and boom, the transaction went through, and so the person was able to stay with the same company in a different part of the province. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was a call from the radio show, I think. Yeah, it was, yes. Yeah, and I guess they called us, and I think John listed that property. Uh, it was sold, and then uh, they needed to move to the island. Uh, fortunately, 1% Realty has uh, great agents all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, anybody who's listening to the show right now, if they're thinking, well, you know, we're thinking about selling, uh, but we're not sure if, you know, John and Dave services area or whatnot, give us a call. If we're not in that area, or if we just can't get out there, we'll definitely try to hook you up with somebody who can. The the great news for consumers out there is that regardless uh, of uh, where you live, if if you can hear our voice, we can probably help save you some money. And just a quick example of how that might work. I had a call from a lady who I'd worked with before, a past client. She had an investment house in Chilliwack. Me living in Maple Ridge, it's a little bit of a distance. But what I did was I called a great agent at our company. Her name is Rosie Binstead. Uh She lives... Yeah, you mentioned this on the radio before. Yeah. Lives and works in Chilliwack. Wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, I had the relationship with the client. You know what we did? We worked on it together. It didn't cost the seller any more money. It wasn't twice the fees. It was the same 1% realty fee. But it's great to have you know a partnership where you can go out and service clients and help them save money throughout Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. So once again, save with John and Dave. Go check out our website. We can provide our level of service to you no matter where you are in these areas. Well, providing that level of service, of course, is competition against other realtors, Dave, trying to provide a similar level of service. And the uh, the consumer might just be sort of driven to conclude, because I'm going to uh, pay less uh, in, in terms of commission to my agents, there's got to be some kind of catch involved because there's there there's has to be, if I'm paying less, I have to be getting less. So where do you cut corn? in order to keep things on the uh, on the lowball side. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> what the 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 reason that I uh, joined this company in fact was because I was attracted to the model specifically because it does not cut corners. That's really a uh, key for me. Like when I decided I wanted to work at this company, I mean, I've always prided myself on doing good job for people regardless of what I was doing. I wanted to make sure that the services that I would provide uh, are top notch. And I know John feels exactly the same way. Um and so the great thing about us at 1% Realty is that we're able to do all the same things for folks. And the reality is that the uh, the results are essentially identical to the results that people are going to get in any other brokerage. Um, so we're, we're not cutting corners. There's no, uh, there's nothing that folks are going to get uh, elsewhere that they're probably not going to get with us. The reality is it's just a matter of the size of the bill that you have to pay at the end of the day. Right. Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And, and on average, last year, I think our client saved around 10 grand. But John, you know, I realize I, I raised this issue because you hear it all the time. You're the guys that go, you're the guys on the radio that's that right. people call up and say, come on over, have a cup of coffee at my house. And they'll quit, they'll give you the, the third degree. And that comes up in every conversation. Well, my ears perked up when I heard you ask Dave, you know, corners cut. And I instantly thought, oh, you know, this is this is the thing because uh, recently, just for instance, I won't name names, met with uh, with a potential seller, and I think I'm going to be getting the listing. And uh, this potent this potential seller said to me, you know, John, I've met with other clients at other companies, and one of the guys I talked to said, with one percent realty, you just don't know what you're going to be missing. You don't know what corners are going to be cut because. You're the consumer. You don't understand the industry. They got to be cutting some corners. How could they be cheaper? Right. And I'm here to tell people that, you know what? We don't have to cut corners. In fact, 
I think Dave and I do more marketing than a lot of the other agents who charge more than we do do, or any of the other agents out there. For instance, we're on the radio here. We can announce our listings. Sure. Uh, we do 3D virtual mapping tours. We do social media campaigns. Here's my philosophy. In order to get the top price for any product, you need to market that product to the widest possible audience. And that's with good photos, good tours, good descriptions. We're on MLS, the social media campaigns, open houses. Mm-hmm. We want to make our product available to all the consumers that might be interested. And then the second step of that is anyone who steps forward and shows any interest, we demonstrate value. So you have to know the property. You have to know how to defend your seller's price. And, and again, that's what Dave and I do. We do it day in, day out, week in, week out, hundreds of times a year, hundreds, thousands, of t- over a thousand times in our career. That's right. So to answer your question, cutting corners, no, not with Dave and I. We do the full service, but we still save people money. But you do appreciate the fact that consumers are somewhat cynical when, uh, when we hear about lower costs. We go, well, there's got to be a catch, Dave. There's, if, you're, if you're paying less, you've got to be getting less. That's, that's why we've been educated as consumers. Well, to go back to that box of cereal analogy okay. that we talked about before the break. I'm Dave likes cereal. I, I, Dave's I, quite I like, actually, I haven't had breakfast. I think maybe that's a problem. But uh, no, you know, um, I, I can kind of, uh, well, of course, we identify with folks. You know, like I've, I've bought the, the generic cereal in the past and I've come to the conclusion it's worth springing the extra buck 50 no to get the name brand. I agree. It's crunchier. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't stick in your teeth. It's, it's just a better experience. Here's the thing though. Um, again, we were talking about different business models being viable and you know, you go to one store, a smaller store that's selling that box of cereal and it might be charging six or seven dollars, but then you go to the big box store that's selling that exact same box of cereal for four dollars because they sell way more cereal. Exactly. Well, you know, when you, when no average, corners were cut. No corners were cut. When the average consumer sees that, they don't say, well, what's wrong with the cereal? What's the catch? They know intrinsically it's a, it's a deal because the store is able to do it. Well, John, I think we're the same type of cereal, aren't we? We're not flakes, but uh, we are <laughs> we got, the same kind of cereal. <laughs> we're sugary. We got marshmallows. No, but right? We're it, delicious. It's the same business model. That I, I just think that there's a, uh, there's a re- I use the word rethink uh, required here, John, in order to come around to understanding the 1% realty business model. It, it, it is ridiculously simple, as Dave has pointed out already in this conversation. It's just a matter of understanding how simple it is. It's really, I think it's a revolution. Again, I changed from other companies to this business model. I've never been happier. I've never been more successful. And I think the consumers are waking up and they're looking at commission rates and they're looking at what they're getting and they're wondering, gee, does this make sense to me as a consumer? And that's why you call us. Save with John and Dave. We're going to show you how it can be done different. This is a new era. This is not real estate of 20 years ago, yet commissions are often the same. Give us a call. We'll explain the whole thing. Yeah, Give them a call, friends. It's 604-265-8280. Again, 604-265-8280. And if you're driving and you didn't get a chance to write that down, remember this website, savewithjohnanddave.com. All of the contact information right there online. Gentlemen, we're out of time. Happy Easter to you both. Thanks for popping in. Thanks, Sterling. Thank you, Sterling. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Carlson and David Mader for another informative visit. John will return with another update in a few weeks. And next week, our friends from Sierra Sill will be back with lots of advice on pain management and enjoying a better quality of life. Time now for Duly Noted, in which Vancouver consumer producer Ben Dooley takes on a consumer issue. And today, Ben talks about changes to food packaging. I'm Ben Dooley, and this is Duly Noted. 
Health Canada is building its proposed front-of-package nutrition labels as the next step in its healthy eating strategy, and the agency wants to hear from you before it makes a final decision. Mandatory front-of-package labeling has been in the works for a year and a half. Four proposed nutrition symbols would highlight all packaged foods that are high in sugar, sodium, or saturated fat. The labels would be mandatory on products that have a sugar, sodium, or saturated fat content that is above 15% of Health Canada's recommended daily value. Here's Health Canada's Yasmin Yorish. Health Canada is concerned about the increased rates of chronic disease in Canada and uh, poor diets are a significant contributor to these chronic diseases. Health Canada has launched an online survey with different options for the new look for packaging and it only takes about five minutes to complete and you can take part until April 26th. Once the new symbol is finalized, the industry will have four years to comply with the changes. I'm Ben Dooley and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. Worried about your child's smartphone use getting out of hand? You should be. A new study finds that teens who are hooked on their phones and other digital devices are markedly unhappier than their less plugged-in peers. Researchers from San Diego State University and the University of Georgia examined data on more than a million high school-aged American students in a study called Monitoring the Future. Participants were polled on their mobile device and computer use and their amount of face-to-face social interaction with others. They were also surveyed on their level of overall happiness. And the authors found the teens who spent more time hanging out with friends in person and less time texting or video chatting were happier than those who spent more time in front of a screen. There was a notable increase in overall life satisfaction for students who participated in more extracurricular activities or sports, as well as those who read actual print publications more frequently. The research team believes the habitual use of smartphones or computers to socialize was a key factor in how unhappy a participant and felt. The key to digital media use and happiness is limited use, say the study's authors. Aim to spend no more than two hours a day on digital media and try to increase the amount of time you spend seeing friends face-to-face and exercising. Two activities reliably linked to greater happiness. Seems simple enough. Now try getting your teens to follow along. A new survey from Angus Reid finds no answer to the problems facing renters who own pets. People were asked if the laws should be changed to force landlords to allow pets in rental properties, and about two-thirds of them said no. The survey shows people don't want laws changed to force anything, but there needs to be better communication between renters and landlords regarding pets. Younger people, making under 50 grand, were the most likely to favor new laws, But even in that crowd, the majority said changing laws wasn't necessary. The survey conclusion, there needs to be a change in the conversation about how people view pets in living spaces. And finally, the big buzz in the movie biz this weekend is the release of the new Steven Spielberg movie, Ready Player One, which is already doing huge box office business. Spielberg is having a beef with the burger chain Carl's Jr., which is trying to introduce a new menu item called a Spielberger. Steven isn't impressed 
arrest. The chain tried to contact Stephen to deliver samples, even left a note on his car. His production company released a short video on its Twitter feed in which Steven Spielberg said the burgers are pretty good, but they also should cease and desist from naming burgers after him. Carl's Jr. is thrilled he even replied and said he liked the sliders. That is our show for this week, produced by Ben Dooley with Tim French at the controls. We value your feedback, and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for our show, please send them along to sterling at cknw.com. I'm Sterling Fox. Join us again next Saturday at 2 for another edition of Vancouver Consumer on 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.